Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Good morning. Well, at least for me, it's morning and I am recovering from a little bit of a cold, which is a bummer. All weekend long, I was just kind of on the couch and last night I was massaging my (laughs) nose and forehead and all the weird ways to try and get some airway opened somewhere. I don't know. It's awful. Colds are just terrible, aren't they? But I feel like I'm on day four-ish, three three or four, and I'm getting better. So the end is near. And the seasons are changing. As I'm recording this podcast, it's actually in the morning. And as I sat down with my cup of coffee to talk to you this morning, which I don't normally do. This is what I do when I'm... I just... I didn't have anything in me. I like to record my podcasts for you on Friday or sometimes during the week or just whenever I get like a real big hit of energy or drive for a certain topic. I just run in here and hop on the mic and tell you about it. But... um man, I just couldn't get around to it this weekend. So came into my office this morning around 6.30 and sat down to record and it's kind of dark out. Normally, I don't have any problem with lighting in here because the sun is blaring through by 6.30. It's bright, but uh, it's kind of dark this morning. Seasons are changing, which brings me to inviting you to apply to work together. I am accepting new clients in September and this is one of my favorite this is my favorite time of year to work with new clients because and I always love renewing with <laughs> with previous clients so all you listening that are still continuing to renew with me I love you too but I think this is so such a beneficial time for new women to work with me because I think that September so I call Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, the Bermuda Triangle. And I think a lot of people get lost in that because it's just candy, sugar, drinking, family, pushing, shopping. It's just, it's relentless, right? And so when you don't have the skills to manage stress, when you don't feel safe or sane around piles of cookies or fudge or popcorn or whatever else is around the office or at your house for the holidays, it's an exhausting time. I mean, you just eventually come December, what I typically find is that women are like, screw it. Like I have just been completely off the wagon for the last month. It's a, it's ridiculous. There's no way I can like clean it up for December. So I'm just going to go hog wild until January one. And I'm really going to buckle down. And oh, I got to tell you, there is a very different way to go through your holidays this year. In fact, I always think of uh, my client, Jamie. She was on the podcast too. You can go back and listen to hers. But one of the reviews she left me was work with her before the holidays because you can go through the holidays not thinking that the rest of the year is going to be a wash or needing to start 2023 on some fad 
ridiculous, extreme, cutting out all the carbs, cutting out all the booze, cutting out all the sugar, cutting all the things because you didn't end the year just feeling terrible. That's what I, that's typically what it comes down to is that you just, you feel awful because you haven't been sleeping well. You haven't been eating well. You haven't been drinking well. You haven't been exercising regularly. You just, the skill, you don't have the skills yet to show up with that balanced energy, with that level of certainty or to prioritize yourself, right? That's another big thing is it's just women tend to just put their own needs on the back burner. Well, I'll get to it later. Well, my kids need this. Well, my husband need this. Well, there's a party. And it's just, you just keep getting moved down, 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 down. And whether whether this is in your business where you're like, oh, I just, I can't, it's, I, I'm too overwhelmed to focus on anything. So you push, it's basically whatever's important to you, you, you move it to the bottom of the list and it sucks because it just kind of, it, it never consistently moves up, right? Come January 1, it'll be up for a minute and then life will get back on track and come February, you'll be like, what was I doing for me again? And it's it's just a horrible cycle. So if you want to make that change, if you, if you do not want to end this year feeling terrible, if you'd actually like to finish this year feeling just honestly really good, really calm, really confident in yourself, really grounded, taking care of yourself. I am accepting new clients starting in September. I will link up the application for that in the show notes so you can fill that short little form out and I'll follow up with you. Or you can always message me on the socials. So there is that. Today, we are digging into the discomfort threshold. And I actually thought of this topic because of feeling sick. And I don't know if you're going to relate to this. I always am like, oh my gosh, I do the same thing that a lot of my clients do. Like, I must be the only one that has ever done this. But if you listen to last week's, was it last week's? Maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't even remember time, but it was where I kind of talked about getting sober and all the ways I tried to kind of hide and and change my food and all the things. So I shared a lot of just stuff in there that I did that was just wacky and extreme. And I got a lot of messages from you that said, oh my gosh, I did this too. So I'm sure someone out there can be like, oh yeah, I've, I've definitely done this. But when I used to get sick... I I didn't let it happen. <laughs> it's like it was like I punished myself with food or with exercise mainly with food, but I mean also with exercise. Like I would push through. It was that no matter what mentality. Like this is bullshit. I'm not going to let myself feel bad. I can't I can't tolerate it. I couldn't tolerate feeling bad. And so what I would do when I was feeling sick was I would binge more, which logically doesn't make sense, right? When you already feel terrible, why would you binge, right? We all know that eating tons of sugar and tons of food at a rapid rate until you feel sick doesn't make you feel, nobody's doing this because they're like, oh, this feels so good. It feels good for like four seconds and then it feels terrible for like 17 hours. But I was unable to sit with not feeling well. 
I couldn't just let myself ride out the discomfort. I didn't want to feel it. And when we don't want to feel, we numb. And my coping mechanism at this point used to be food, then it was booze, then it was food, blah, 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 blah. But when I wouldn't feel good, I would just shove it down with food. So I would be sick, exhausted, a cold, flu, doesn't matter. And I would then double down with binging all day. As if in a way I was kind of punishing myself (laughs) for getting sick. I didn't choose to get sick, but that's the thing is that it's like this internal battle with ourselves, right? Part of, part of my body, part of your body is probably screaming for something. For the love of God, let us take a nap. Please just let us eat some real food. Please just give us some water. Please just let us take it easy. Please just let us, you know, eat in a way that feels good. And then there's that other part of you that's much louder. And it's like this mean girl where she's like, no, you deserve this. How dare you? You don't get that. You don't deserve that. I can't believe this. Push through. It doesn't matter. We don't care. At least that's what would go on in my brain. And so that's what I was thinking of this weekend when I was just laying on the couch all of Saturday, all of Friday on from like the afternoon and Sunday. Like it was really boring. I was I was bored, but I didn't have the energy to do anything. And so that was even more frustrating where I was like, I'm so stir crazy, but I don't have the energy to go anywhere. And that's when it, it hit me where I was like, This is one of those times where I would spend my day binging so I wouldn't have to realize how shitty I feel. Instead of just being with the discomfort, I would do something to kind of force it out of my brain, but ultimately create more discomfort. So what happens you know, this could be for you when you're sick. This can be in relationships. This can be with exercise. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever your discomfort that you suck at being with is that essentially what we do is recalibrate your discomfort threshold because you probably have a very high pain tolerance for yourself. You push yourself when you're exhausted. You eat when you're full. You shove it down when you're dissatisfied. So everything is out of whack. You're perpetually working against yourself. You're doing the opposite of what you actually need. And part of it makes sense to you at this point before we recalibrate before we reset it like it's like it's like a scale that's out of whack and you put something on it to weigh it and it gives you this number that is not accurate but the scale is like this is the right thing even though it's an inanimate object just roll with me here i've been watching a lot of like pixar movies where they're all <laughs> real life so pretend you put something on the scale and it's it's out of whack and it shoots out this number for the weight, it thinks it's right. It's like, oh, here we go. And it's like, that is so wildly inaccurate. 
This is the same thing that's going on in your brain around food, around emotions, around exercise, around work, where part of you knows what needs to happen, but the other part is so loud and so off kilter that it overpowers the other side. And part of the work that we do together in one-on-one or my groups is recreate a new discomfort threshold for you. Something that I hear a lot of clients asking for and just women wanting this in general is how do I be less reactive? How do I be less just like everything's fine, but then a coworker says something or someone asks me something and I eventually just snap and I don't want to be so reactive. And nine times out of 10, this is happening because in the very beginning, when you got the first signs that something was off, something was weird, something didn't sit right with you, something was dissatisfying, instead of listening to that alarm bell in the beginning, which was just like a faint ding, ding, you don't. You're like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I just, I just need to get over it. Oh, it's, it's not a big deal. Okay, well, I'll just do it one more time. And so you shove it down. And eventually something happens and you snap and you go off the hinges, whether it's with your voice and you yell and you say something that you regret, whether it's with your food and you binge, whether it's you go like, like buck wild with exercise and then you hit this wall and you can't do anything for the next two or three weeks because you're so exhausted, but it's those extremes Because our discomfort threshold is out of whack. Instead of listening and honoring to what you need, and it will feel awkward as hell. Because my guess is for the last 15, 20 years, what you have wanted, what your gut, your intuition, your inner knowing, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, has been asking for, you're like, nah, that's dumb. Nah, that's weak. Nah, that shouldn't bother me. But by not doing that, it comes out later 10 times stronger. So an example I'm going to give from my from my life is that, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, so maybe you've heard this, but I think it's important to hear things over and over and over to get to get messages and new ways of thinking to really land. But I was having some frustrations in my relationship with David. And I could not sit down and articulate it. Like it was just, I couldn't do it. There was just this block. I I knew I needed to have a conversation with him. I knew that this was a kind of a big, big matter and that I could tell if this wasn't something that I addressed sooner rather than later, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. I could see the amount of unnecessary pain, frustration, anger, resentment, all of those things that I don't want in my relationship growing because I couldn't get my ass in gear enough to have a stupid conversation with him. <laughs> but that is also knowing myself. I, I, you know, Obviously, what I just said sounded very judge, judgy and shamey, but 
like ultimately it it wasn't. I was like, okay, I know that I'm not going to do this thing that I need to do for our relationship. So what I'm going to do is seek outside help. And so I got us a therapist. And I mean, that's the thing is that we try and, oh, I should, I should, I should, I should. But if you're not, what do you need to do to make that happen? For me, I knew that if I kept shoving down what was bothering me in my relationship, that's when my food starts getting crazy. That's when I start getting nutty in my relationship and and self-sabotaging. Because there's voices inside me, there's emotions inside of me that I am suffocating. And then I do weird shit. I, I do the cold shoulder. That's kind of my, that's my, unfortunately, that's my go-to. It's just like, uh, I'm not going to talk to you. Meh. And I hate that. I don't like that part of me. But again, then it goes back to the food because the food is my, it's been my coping skill. And that's, this is a benefit of kind of moving past and doing this work with me and, and getting past the diety, bingy, self-harm behaviors is that you then ultimately get to create such a better relationship with you where other people don't have that. Because I know, again, if I don't have this conversation, if I don't talk about my needs, if I don't talk about what's bothering me, even if it feel, feels silly, even if it feels ridiculous, even if it's completely made up in my own mind. If I don't talk about this, I ultimately end up taking it out on me. And I no longer want to live that life anymore. So I'm going to choose to have the difficult conversation. I'm going to choose to voice some of my fears, frustrations, dissatisfactions, whatever. Because if not, it will literally eat me alive. Like there's the quote that what you don't talk about creates a war within yourself. That is the truth here. That is the truth with what's, what is very likely going on with you. Like how often do you literally eat it to make someone else's life better? You're like, oh, I'll just work late. Oh, yeah, I'll take that extra work on. No, I mean, I don't really like that, but it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. Or you're, you're, something's bothering you in your relationship and you just try to keep pretending that it's okay. Something's bothering you at work and you just keep trying to pretend that everything's okay. And then that's when we get reactive. We have to recalibrate your discomfort threshold so that it is working for you instead of against you. So what I want you to think about is just uh, because my my hope, my guess is that some things, some ways that you currently are, some ways that you currently act, behave, show up in your life have come to the front of your mind. Or there is a feeling, there is like a little pit, a little pull in your gut that's telling you, oh, yeah, this is the thing I need to talk about. I have not wanted to talk about it. And this is the thing I need to talk about. The work, this is the literal work, is doing the thing or 
uncovering all the reasons, all the thoughts, all the feelings as to why you don't want to. So what I'd love to have you do if this, if this episode is resonating with you is write out at the top of a piece of paper, what do I know that I need to do? Ooh, what's it going to be? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to hear what it's going to be for you. Because we usually know what we need to do. We just don't want to deal with implementing it. So often we're like, I don't know. I don't know. No, you know. We just don't want to deal with what that's actually going to be. But when you get to the point of no longer wanting to treat yourself like shit, you start sticking up for yourself. You start realizing that it is impossible for you to keep every single person around you happy and satisfied. You ultimately have to decide, is it going to be me or is it going to be all of these people, many of which I've never even met or talked to? Or maybe, you know, you do, you love them. You're in a relationship with them. It doesn't matter. Same thing. It's putting your needs up a couple of rungs on the ladder of like, you know what? At at the very least, at the very least, making it equal to those around you. Because many of you are willing to just bend over backwards for everyone else. But when it comes to you, doesn't you're completely off the map. Like you're so far down <laughs> that it's not even visible. And what I want is at the at the minimum, bring it up to the balanced playing field. So again, going back to that little, you know, activity, if you want to do this, is at the top of your page, write down what do I need to do? What am I avoiding doing? Why? Write out why and look at those reasons. And the reason I want you to do this is because when it's in our brain, everything, I swear to God, is a thousand times worse. When you take a second and you write it out on paper, you get a different view as to what your obstacles actually are. And most of the time, you will look at those reasons as to why you're scared to do that thing. And you'll be like, yeah, well, I mean, it kind of is not pleasant, right? Like, obviously, if it were pleasant, you would do it. (laughs) But it isn't nearly as bad as it feels when it's just contained in your mind. So practice that. If you are, whatever it is, right? This is how we become less reactive is we start talking about these things sooner. We start asking for what we need sooner. We stop shoving it down. You know, this is a huge reason why so many women eat, drink, mindlessly scroll all of the things during the evenings is because you've been go, 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 redlining it all day long that the time, you know, five, six, seven, eight PM rolls around. You're just like, fuck it. I can't do anything. I'm done. I'm checked out instead of addressing your needs earlier in the day. And this is where the change has to happen. You want different results in your life. You want to feel different. You want to eat different. You want to be different. You have to choose different behaviors. We have to start doing things differently. All right. I hope you start the process on 
recalibrating your own discomfort threshold and start having it be in a way that actually works with you instead of against you. All right, my friends, I'll be back next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.